Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, San Jose Mercury, East Bay Times, and Walnut Creek. And I have published and edited theweeklydriver.com since 2004. Uh, my co-host and friend for a long time now, and uh, the guy who provides a lot of knowledge to our podcast is Bruce Aldrich. This week, uh, as we do from time to time, we're just going to talk about the automotive industry. We have a few topics to go through. We don't have a guest this week, but uh, there's always something going on when we uh, just talk about various things. And I think anybody who knows the automotive industry knows that um, SUVs are the most popular uh, and getting more increasingly popular now with several EV uh, SUVs on the market. And um, I got some information the other day about uh, people who are looking for a bargain SUV, and we have a list of the top dozen or so uh, cheapest uh, RVs, pardon me, not RVs, SUVs to buy. Most of them are 2023 20, models. Some of them are 22s. So, Bruce, um, welcome back. Uh, you were gone for a week or so, and I think we're going to have a good episode this week talking about a few different things in the auto industry. Yeah, this SUV thing sounds interesting, the least expensive ones. Uh, right now, the first topic is mosquitoes, and they're, Gosh. Well, they're flying all over us. <laughs> yeah, I got bit earlier by one in your our, our great studio oh, here in your backyard. Is, yeah. uh, we'll have to, uh, We've got an infestation. Yeah, we have. A, last night, I was out watering our new yard, and I got bit a few times, too. So we'll get through the next half hour. I should have one of your Honda uh, hats on, but I don't have a, a hat on today. Um, well, on this list, Bruce, I'll start with the um, the least expensive, and uh, I think if anybody who's listened to several episodes knows that uh, Bruce and I agree that you know Hyundai and Kia have vastly improved um, the respective lineups of vehicles, whether it's a sedan or an SUV or trucks. Um, Hyundai owns one third of Kia. And it comes as no surprise that those cars have a lot of value. So the least inexpensive SUV you can buy, it's actually a 2022 that's available now, is the Hyundai Venue, uh, $20,125. We've never driven that car, I don't think. No, uh, boy, that's inexpensive That's by today's standards. I wonder how what that car does. It have wheels? I wonder if it has tires. No kidding. Um, so that's the cheapest SUV. It's a Hyundai. So by and large, we've never really driven a, a Hyundai that we were totally disappointed in. So it's got to be okay for that, which is about what half of the price of a new car in the United States or less than half of the new price of a new car in the in the U.S. That's less than a Nissan Kicks, which is, uh, yeah. you know, that's a good car for the price. And, sure. and this is below that. So we're looking at the Hyundai Venue and then the Kia Soul. We have driven those over the years. Sure. In a while. They're a little odd looking. But, odd looking, uh, yes. A lot of storage area. Nissan Kicks, as you mentioned. The Chevrolet Trax, uh, T-R-A-X. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about that car. I've never driven one. I don't see that many of them. But uh, it's on the list at 22895 The Nissan Kicks was 21585 and the sole was 21085. So that's, uh, there's a four, five, six, almost 10 cars here under $25,000. Surprising. Very surprising. Uh, then we start getting into the, the big, the big buck ones here uh, <laughs> are up around the 24s. Yeah. 
like the uh, the Mazda CX-30. We're familiar with that one. We really yes. liked it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Subaru Crosstrek, we really liked that. That's might the be money. the best car Four, on the list, huh? Four-wheel drive and all. Yes. And then what, what do you like? Well, uh, the, the most expensive of the cheapest is the Nissan Rogue. And I have, um, I think, uh, for five or six years, uh, you and I have driven some. I drove one uh, in Colorado for a week a few years back when they first came out. Obviously, it wasn't a 2022 model, but uh, I think the Nissan Rogue uh, has v- vastly improved also. And so um, all the all the, uh, the Kelly Blue Book and Car and Driver and, uh, you know, all the big automotive sites, um, nothing but praise for the, the Nissan Rogue Sport at, at um, the vast amount of $26,255. Of course, with the... Uh, with the Hyundai and Kia, you're getting that good, great warranty, 10 and 100 on, right, the, yep. on the powertrain. And um, so let's see, counting them up, one, two, three, four, four of the cars listed, or five of the cars listed are either Kia or Hyundai, which speaks to the Korean car market, doesn't it? I think that ne- Nissan Rogue, though, that's probably is about the top of the list. Yeah, it's, it's the most expensive one on here at twenty six two five five. Yeah, and I like the Honda HRV. Absolutely, twenty five thousand. But but we did we did love that Subaru Crosstrek. No doubt, wasn't that just a we we got in there we drove around to lunch like we normally do and we just thought what are you getting for un, for basically for twenty five thousand dollars you're just getting a phenomenal car. Yep. Uh, so yeah, big thumbs up on that. The only one questionable to me mm-hmm. is the Mitsubishi, the Outlander agree. Sport. Yeah, I agree. Just Mitsubishi is just always seems to be like a step below everybody else. Sure seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you get asked, I'm sure I get asked, um, you know, what kind of cars do you like? And basically I say there are no bad cars, and I always say, but <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of Mitsubishi, and I think you feel the, feel the same yeah. way. So again, we'll they're go just th- always cheapy. They sound terrible tinier, and just not sluggish. as well developed. Uh, I yeah. don't know something yeah. about them. So we have the uh, least expensive. We'll go through the list again. Uh, least expensive, uh, twenty thousand one hundred and twenty-five dollars is the Hyundai Venue, the Kia Soul twenty-one zero eight five, Nissan Kicks twenty-one five eight five, Chevrolet Trax twenty-two eight nine five. Hyundai Kona twenty three two eight five, oh the Chevrolet Trailblazer that's a car's been around a long time, twenty three two nine five, Ford uh, EcoSport twenty three 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 five, Toyota Corolla Cross twenty three seven eight zero, Kia Seltos haven't seen one of those twenty four one thirty five, Mazda CX thirty twenty four two two five, Mitsubishi Outlander Sport twenty four four nine five. Subaru Crosstrek, our favorite, uh, 24870. Honda HRV, 25045. Toyota CHR, 25615. Nissan Rogue Sport, top of the list. The most expensive of the least expensive, 26255. I wonder if any of these cars in this, these uh, MSRPs that we're quoting are have four wheel drive besides the Subaru. I think they're all going to be the two-wheel drive ver- variant. I would, right? I, I think you're right. Um, yes, I think the the, eight, the Honda HRV is the the younger and smaller 
uh, sibling of the CRV, right? And it, I, I don't, I think it's, it has all-wheel drive as an option, but not right. standard. It could be option. Yeah, yeah, it could be optional. I'd like some of the other ones too. Um, well, so you know, everybody talks about how how cars are getting more and more expensive. With the average cost now, what forty six, forty seven, forty eight thousand dollars is an average price of a new car, and here we have what fifteen cars or so that uh, are under twenty seven thousand dollars. Not bad. Sure, I mean, properly equipped, as they say, um, it's going to tack on a few thousand, but uh, the base is is down there. Yeah, so. Just um, the cheapest one, uh, there's a little bit more detail here. Uh, engine, the, the Hyundai, the 2022 Hyundai Venue, uh, 1.6 liter, 121 horsepower, EPA estimate 30 to 32 miles combined, and all-wheel drive not available, just as you pointed out. So um, that would be the what we used to call that, the base-base model, huh? Yep, the base-base model. Um, away from uh, SUV prices, I read, uh, I'm going to have to rely on you a little bit, Bruce, here, uh, the passing of uh, motorsports icon Craig Breedlove, and um, we talked about this at lunch. He was actually a local guy from Rio, Vinda, Rio Vista. Rio Vista. Rio Vista. About 50 miles from where we're talking from. Yeah, in the, Del- in the Delta area, right? Yeah. And, uh, American, or Sacramento River. Sacramento River, and... Um, there, there have been things that have happened, you know, far more. The records have been surpassed many times. But he, he was an early guy in, in Bonneville Salt Flats, setting land speed records, and um, quite a character, as I remember a little bit about him. But uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Bruce. What, what do you recall about the guy? And um, he was an icon. What I remember about him, he was when I was growing up, he was, uh, he was a hero type guy. He's yeah. like an evil Knievel. Did his own thing. Spoke his own piece uh yeah you know flamboyant had these fancy cars uh spirit of america yes um breaking records he was he was the man he was so the man. it was it was i remember him growing up so it was pretty interesting is he one of the guys if i'm maybe i'm remembering this correctly that when abc wild world of sports would step out of the the norms that it had where they would show certain things all the time that finally they started showing some of those land speed records out in, in, in Bonneville. Does it does that ring a bell that he was on Wide World of Sports? Probably. That's yeah. probably how I got the hero worship, but I yeah. don't actually specifically recall that. Yeah. But I think he was on there with, the, like you mentioned, Evil Knievel, of course, became a Wide World of Sports. I would just see the still pictures in the, the yeah. local paper of his cars, and they're just these crazy-looking outlandish jets without without wings and right, right. wheels on them. And they had Typically parachutes three out wheels. the back? Yeah. And what would it have been 400 miles an hour at the time was maybe uh, outrageous? I think 63, he was running, yeah, a high 300, pushing 400. But then, you know, he would just keep breaking it and breaking it through the years. Yeah, I wonder if they ever made a movie about that guy. I don't know. I heard they did. They didn't make a movie. I read okay. that they did, but I, I have never seen it. And wasn't his daughter, didn't his daughter become a race? Uh, was it Cindy? He, he stuck, uh, yes. Was it, his, it was his daughter, not yeah. a wife. I was thinking it was a wife. Could have been. Could Some have been. Uh, female that was related to him. Yeah. <laughs> I think Same it was last his name. wife. Yeah. He stuck her in the car to get a, a woman's or female land speed record. Oh, you, I'm sure you're At right. Point, I, had, yeah. I had daughter on my so mind. So real, you know, he wore the fancy garb like Evil Knievel, you know, yes. the nice suits. And he always seemed to get sponsorship. Mm-hmm. They I mean, him. 
it takes a lot of money to build those things. Mm-hmm. And invariably they'd blow up. And, and he'd crash them. <laughs> yeah. And like, what a risk taker. You know, he developed all that stuff. That's right. I didn't read the details uh, of his passing, but um, I'm sure in the motorsports world, if he showed up at an event, that he would have a, still have a following today that people remember the name and so on and so forth. Yeah, he was in the news not five years ago. He was developing a new car. Yeah. And he had his garage, and he, they were building it right down there in Rio Vista. Really? Yeah. Still, okay. So he, yeah, legendary land speed racers passed at age 86. Um, he had uh, a battle with cancer, and let's see, scrolling down here, he uh, self-taught in his craft, uniquely uh, entrepreneurial, and displayed relentless, as you said, relentless persistence in the pursuit of the ultimate land speed record. He became the first driver through the 500 and 600 mile per hour barriers, piloting his own series of jet-powered uh, streamliners. What a, Did you it, imagine the risk driving those things? No. Um, he was the original, as you said earlier, also you have a good memory, the original Spirit of America looked as it had been picked right out of the Jetsons, but in uh, set in motion, had an incredible fight for the land speed record. The thrust era had begun with Breedlove's 407 mile an hour record. And, you know, on and on and on and on. So, yeah. Oh, you know who wrote a a uh, song about it? I need a guess. Uh, the Beach Boys. Oh, the Beach Boys. And what was the name of the song? Oh, Spirit of America. Spirit no. of it was called Spirit of America. <laughs> I go. just listened to it on YouTube. Oh, good. I don't think I don't know if I'd ever heard it before, but it sounds uh, like Surfer Girl type. It's a slow, more or less a ballad mm-hmm. with words and all. It was it was about <laughs> breed love in the car. How to win girls over in your That's fast right. car. 1963, I think, was the, the year. So this, here's a, a quote. Um, this friend of his was saying, Breedlove taught him. Uh, what Breedlove taught him was this. Don't take yourself too seriously. I was regarded as pretty serious as I was, and I was out there. And he'd have to remind me sometimes. But I put some serious hours on the training. Breedlove's showmanship and humor showed at the end of many of his dangerous mishaps at speed, perhaps most famously after crashing the Spirit of America into brine pods when he said, standing on top of it. It was a brine next... pond out the, on uh, the, not, the uh, Bonneville Salt Flats. Uh, yeah, it was that, a wet year where there was a lot of water standing. Oh, there you go. He said, for my next trick, I'll set myself on fire. So he t- didn't take himself seriously, but not too seriously. So, Well, R.I.P. Uh, Craig Breedlove, a pioneer guy and... If your legacy is that you're the first guy to go over 500 and the first guy to go over 600, that's a pretty good. Pretty well, good there legacy. are other guys out doing it. Uh, Art Alphonse was oh, yes. one of the another yes. big names, and there was one other guy I can't recall. But so they were, you know, like every year they'd go out and try to to best each other. So it was a more or less a competition, at least amongst themselves. So it was fun to see who was going fastest that year. Yeah. Um. The need for speed. That's right. <laughs> Early there in the you day. Go. Um, so I guess, and, and lastly to talk about today is, uh, I guess it ties into the uh, highway systems, the supply chain, um, accidents per 100,000, whatever the criteria is. We uh, This company called Automoblog um, has a new survey that lists uh, the most expensive states in which to own a car and the least expensive states in which to own a car. And I read this and I was really surprised at number one, it's the most expensive place to own a car, it's Connecticut. 
Who would have thought? Why is it Connecticut? Yeah, why? Uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, Connecticut drivers pay more to own a car than drivers in any other state. The state isn't ranked first in any single category, but its consistent position near the top in almost every category results in an overall expensive car ownership. For example, the 22.15 Connecticut car owners pay the property taxes each year is 99.1% higher than the national average. Well, that explains a lot. So um, why, let's see, drivers in the Constitution State pay an average of $1,503 per year for a minimum insurance policy and $2,999 per year for full coverage. Three grand a year on average to insure a car in Connecticut. That's crazy. It's really crazy. That looks like it's as crazy as California there. Yeah, number number two. two right there behind number, it. Number two. Now that I get. Yeah. I Everything mean, in California We have, high. Uh, while insurance costs and auto property taxes for California car owners sit near the middle of the pack, drivers get hit hard when it comes to car repairs and gas costs. The Golden State is first in the country in auto repair costs, with the average cost of repairs 8.1% higher than the national average. It's also the second most expensive state to fill up your tank. Okay, now we know why we're number, we're number two. So I don't, won't read every detail of every uh, every state, but just going through them, the most expensive states: Connecticut, California, Michigan, Hawaii, North Carolina, Florida, New Jersey, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Colorado. Conversely, uh, the least expensive state to own a car, I don't know, we'll have to read this one, is uh, West Virginia, uh, followed by Ohio, Idaho, Arizona, Missouri, Vermont, Indiana, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Kansas. So, Bruce, as I scroll down here on this list and find some details, do you have any idea why... Uh, West Virginia is the least expensive place. Well, labor costs are one thing, probably mm-hmm. less expensive in those states, possibly. Uh, EPA requirements, you know, how do you how do you get rid of uh, old tires and fluids and stuff? Mm-hmm. And, well, if you don't have as many big cities, the insurance tends to be lower, I would think. Yeah, I think that, that that what you said is exactly what's listed. And the DMV costs are probably a tenth of what California is, for example. Yeah. So here's this company's uh, me- Cheaper gas. methodology. Is, um, our researchers compiled multiple cost data points for four categories of major car ownership. Auto insurance, taxes, auto repairs, and fuel. We averaged the costs for each category and then translated them into a 100-point scale proportionally to the differences of cost to allow for easier comparison. Then we weighted the categories based on their impact on car ownership costs to create a single cost data score for each state, also on a 100-point scale. Well, that seems like a good way to do it. What do you mean by property tax, though? Uh, Let's see. They mean tax on the car when you buy it? Uh, Auto Car ownership expenses, auto insurance, taxes, auto repairs, and fuel. Okay. So uh, let's all move to West Virginia, which we're not gonna. I'm not gonna do. I mean, I get Hawaii is gonna be expensive over there. Sure. For fuel, for everything. Yeah. For, for auto yeah. repair parts, all, getting all parts that. over there. You ever rent a car in Hawaii? They're always pretty damn expensive yep. too, by the way. Uh, so this is uh, 
um, going back to this, um, I was I was raised born in New Jersey, so uh, New Jersey's property tax rate is the highest in the country. Uh, the Guard State is also the fifth most expensive state to get your car fixed, so on and so forth. Um, so New Jersey is. They uh, mean sales tax instead of property tax. I just see the listing. As, what would property tax have to do with it? I don't know. Hmm. So, uh, anyway, these are interesting lists. I I don't know if if people are <clears throat> moving to states based on the least or most expensive place to buy a car. I think it would be your house is the most expensive, your most the biggest expense you have, right? And you move move somewhere in the where you buy is the number one thing. Maybe owning an automobile is, is that be like fourth or fifth, second in the list, third in the list? I don't know. I don't know. Something like that, probably, yeah. Probably. So, yeah, California, since we live here, um, that kind of surprised me. It's the highest um, state in the country with auto repairs. That's because of our labor. Mm-hmm. We we went up above the national average for uh, our the labor rate, what's that called? The minimum wage. Minimum we, wage. We raised the minimum wage a couple, three years ago. Is it 15 now? I'm not even sure. 1550, oh. something like that. But yeah. we, we've we've been raising that for a long time. That, I'm sure, contributes to it. And, and you have to face it also that when you, people, you know, do references of California, basically we do have two states. I mean... There's such a big difference, I think, between Northern California and Southern California in many areas. Um, we've driven down there several times, and just the roads alone is uh, would prohibit me from living in most places in Southern California. There are some exceptions, right? But to live in L.A. County, there's, you couldn't you couldn't pay me enough, right? Yeah, same here. Yeah, just it makes the Bay Area look <laughs> look like a you know. Andy and Mayberry or something. Sure, it does. Um, well, there's always these analytical companies. Well, I, I always get a kick out of them. Some of them are done, you know, by uh, random, sam- random random samples of 300 people. But this seems like it's a pretty comp- comprehensive one. They've got a lot of da- data points um, discussed. So, uh, anyway, just going through that, that list again, um, the most expensive states to own a vehicle... Uh, Connecticut, California, Michigan, Hawaii, North Carolina, Florida, New Jersey, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Colorado is number ten on that on that list. Anything? Oh, oh, Bruce, let's cover one more thing today. Oh, the car you had? The car we had. Now, um, maybe it's not that unusual for other people, but I have a Volvo uh, SUV out there today, and it doesn't have any ignition. What'd you make it's of that? It's a full electric car, too. Full electric car. Use. And there's almost no, you don't need a brake pedal. Yep. It's full braking, too. It's all. It's a one-pedal drive. It's a one-pedal drive. No uh, ignition. You just, you put the little lever, this little thumb switch thing into yeah. a drive or reverse and hit the throttle and away it goes. You take your butt in and out of the driver's seat, you have the key with you, and that's how it operates, right? If you didn't have the key, you can't do it, but... Well, the fob. The fob, the key fob. Thank you. And I think it's the first car. We've we've been in, what, a couple hundred cars, I think, through the last five years, six years. And this is the first car I've had that no ignition. So 
Matter of fact, I was telling you that when the, the, the liaison companies switch cars and you, you sign the paperwork and so forth, and the guy left pretty quickly. He had an appointment somewhere, and I'm sitting in the car not really knowing what to do. But uh, luckily, there was a placard. Looking for the start button. Looking for the start button. Which really think, isn't, boy. in an electric car, it isn't a start anyway, per se. No, per se. But, but, but it's still there. It's still there. And so I'm looking around thinking, boy, I'm really getting old. I don't know how to start a car anymore. There was no place to really start it. But there was a little um, uh, placard on the in the driver's um, side pocket, and I finally looked, and in big, bold letters, this car, you don't need to do anything to start it. Put it in drive, and it goes... I like that, and uh, you don't have to take the parking brake on or off either. It's automatic. That's right, and I, I think this this one pedal driving situation we've had. I don't know, maybe we've had ten cars that have done that to varying degrees. To this, varying this degrees. This one's full on. This one's you full on. You don't need to brake. You I do mean, not need to brake. Panic brake, you're going to need to. But yes, but any normal type driving, you don't need to brake. It's a really interesting, uh, I mean, if, if particularly if you're raised, you know, driving a, a manual transmission car, and then you go to the automatics, and now it's not even that. It's just, it's a bumper car, like the old amusement parks. It's it's a blast. Yep. It's kind of fun. It, it, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you do it, you do it, and it's it's, it's comes uh, second nature. It was an XC model. What was it, an XC60? 40. 40. Thank okay. you. XC40 Volvo. Uh, Volvo. Nice looking car, funny, uh, not a funny, but a unusual uh, sparkly light green changes color in the sun or the fa- or the overcast skies. 60, what are we, 61,000? S- yeah, 61 something, 61. Yeah. Eight. The only downside, comfortable car, pretty clean looking. It's Volvo, so you, you know, it looks a certain way. But the range, 230, not so good. On the, on the range. It's a town car. It's a town car. Uh, so you and your wife were talking about maybe going to San Diego. We're gonna, we are going to go to San, San Diego, Diego, but not in, not, not in an electric car. Not in, not electric in that car. one. Not in that one. You'd have to get the new uh, ran- well, Silverado that has a 600-mile range, right? The pickup truck. Uh, but this would you have a three stops, right? you have to do it th- three stops. At least three times, yeah. At least three times. That would be you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the road somewhere. You're Ridiculous. probably not going to do that. No. So Not going to work right now. Well, I guess that's about it for, for this episode. Uh, we covered uh, the passing of an icon, Craig Breedlove, and um, talked about the least inexpensive uh, SUVs on the market. Pretty pretty impressive list there. And also, uh, hey, if you want to move to West Virginia, um, you're going to get an inexpensive state in which to operate your vehicle. And if you want to spend a lot of money, you go to Connecticut. And, and it's so weird, like, they, uh, Nevada was on there as the least expensive, right? And yeah. We're boarded with Nevada. Right. And yet we're... One of the highest next to one of the lowest. Yeah. Separated by an imaginary line. Right. And then when you get to Nevada and Oregon and Arizona, you notice the vast difference in the quality of the freeways right we really, they get better and better as you get, leave the, yeah they the get better we California. really suffer in our oh, state boy. from that so maybe another topic another time but uh um i guess that's it for another episode of the weekly driver podcast uh please visit um my website theweeklydriver.com and uh, we have a free newsletter we have of course our podcast that goes back uh, f- more than five years now we have uh, almost 260 episodes they're all archived and you're welcome to send us your comments or suggestion for a podcast episode. Um, please be in touch. And, and thanks again for, for listening. 
See ya. Mosquitoes out of here. That's right. <laughs>